Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So guys, I have one more topic that I really wanted to ask you about, and it's it's a topic we've talked about before. Wait, wait, wait. Was it what did the Easter Bunny bring us for Easter? Um... It's not that. No, However, okay. Scott Scott's afraid of the Easter Bunny Bridges, so let's not talk about that on on air, please. Oh, okay. Sorry to the listeners. No, no sorry need to go that. there. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Uh, Jesus Christ, Bridget. Um, <laughs> um, so I, I'm honestly reluctant to to and see now. Now I want to start talking I, about. I, I think I, I think I said this last year, but. I, I honestly just th- when someone says the Easter Bunny, I honestly just think of Zidane Chara and Bunny <laughs> costumes. What, what, so. Why? Why? Why do you think Scott's afraid of the Easter Bunny? That's why I brought it up. <laughs> oh God, a big Slovakian Easter Bunny. Yeah. I actually shout out. I was I was in Andover earlier today, and maybe he's listening. Maybe he's not. But real quick, I just want to give, or maybe some of the listeners saw. I just want to give a quick shout out to. The grown man that was wearing an Easter Bunny costume in downtown Andover today, just waving at people at, at red lights. I don't know if they lost a fantasy football bet or if they just really are into the spirit of Easter or whatnot. But um, man, that was that was that was that was Scott. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to he's trying to get over his fear by you know being being the fear. You want to know who is the Easter Bunny today, Melvin? Is Melvin on camera? Can you show him on I don't have, No, he's taken. You think he's already asleep? But no, he has an Easter Bunny costume, of course. Well, you know who's been asleep uh, the last month or so is Brad Marchand, and I was gonna kind of, I was there gonna is. kind of, leave, I was gonna kind of leave this maybe until the regular season ended because I feel like this is a conversation we could just push to to maybe then. But um, I'll just ask you guys. We've talked about it a lot lately, but how how important do you guys feel it is for Brad Marchand to? You know, maybe putting in the back of the net here in these last two games before the playoffs start. Do you, I mean, I know we're, I know he's capable of of turning it around, but just from a from a psyche perspective, do you think it's very important for him to maybe get that off his back before playoffs? Can I go first? Go. Sorry, Scott. Um, so I actually requested him yesterday um, post game because I wanted to ask him a few things about like how he wants to finish out the regular season, and I actually thought he had a really good effort in New Jersey. He got a lot of shots on goal, especially in the first period. He kind of looked more like himself. Um, He's now at the point today, not scoring in the Philadelphia game where he's at 16 games without a goal, which is the second longest in his career. Um, The only longer streak for him now is his first season in 2009-2010, which he came up and played 20 games with the Bruins and didn't score a goal. So we're talking about something that has not happened to him since he was a rookie, since before people probably even knew who Brad Marchand was before people were buying Brad Marchand jerseys. That's how long it's been since he's had this kind of a drought. And it is, 
I think I referenced this last podcast or the last time that we talked about Marshawn being in the slump, which is that the last time he was, which was eight years ago, he finished out the regular season scoring in the last two games. So obviously that is what he's looking to do here with games left against the Capitals um, in the Canadians. That would be the ideal situation for him to get on the board with a goal, at least one goal in the last two games. So he's going to want to play out. Just like I said, just how Taylor Hall has a reason to play out some of these guys. Marshawn, for Marshawn, it's to end the the goal drought and to, you know, just build the confidence and and prove to him and everybody else that he, you know, he has this next level to go to. Um, and he's not gonna be someone who has, you know, he's disappeared um in terms of goals for the last 16 games, but Obviously, the Bruins would love to have him back to his regular playoff form uh, in a week. And I also referenced this, and I wrote it in my article, that he's been the top Bruins goal scorer um, the last four playoffs. So <laughs> it's important for, for him. These last few games are important. Um, it's kind of funny that we mentioned these could be meaningless games, but to a lot of guys, there's a lot of reasons why they're not. Yeah, I- Yes, I think he could flip, flip the switch if that's what it comes to and look much better game one. But I think he would feel better if he gets one or two of these last two games. I think everyone else would feel better. I did think Saturday was a really good game for him. Uh, you know, he had five shots on goal in the first period alone. He was attacking. He was really active. I thought he looked confident with the puck on his stick. Even, you know, they only had the one power play, but he was moving a lot more than we've seen uh, at times in the past, you know, when the when that power play unit has been struggling. Um, so I thought that, like, it almost looked to me like that was a game where he had flipped the switch, especially that first period where he just came out and you're like, this looks a lot more like vintage Brad Marchand. And then Sunday, he has... A really quiet game. Zero shots on goal. Only two shot attempts. Now, you know, he doesn't have Bergeron as a center. They go with the Marshan Coyle, DeBrusque, you know, with Coyle in the middle. And maybe that's a factor. But, um, you know, I talked about how, like, we've seen Pasenak really step up and take control when some of these, some of the veterans are sitting out. And Marshan hasn't really been able to do that now. He doesn't, you know, a point raiser has made numerous times is Martian doesn't have, you know, 60 goals or a hundred points or a career high or any of that staring him in the face to, to motivate him. Like for him, it really is all about playoffs and the Stanley cup. He knows, you know, not that he cares a ton about individual numbers and statistics anyways, but like that kind of stuff can provide a little extra motivation this time of year, if like, you know, you're closing in a career high or a milestone number and he doesn't have any of that. So maybe that's part of it, but you know, at the very least you want to see these last two games, assuming he plays both, maybe he does get a rest game, but you want to see him playing like he was on Saturday. Like that felt like a bit of a turning of the corner and maybe it's just, the back-to-back with travel got to him, but Sunday was definitely a step back from that. It was a much quieter game. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think he's not 
not trying out there. Um, but I do think for sure that he has uh, he has another level, another gear. And I actually, I I, I believe he's going to find it. I I, th- I think I think round one, game one, whether he scores or not, I think he's going to his engagement level will be there and it's only going to be a matter of time. And if, and when he get he puts one in the back of the net, especially if it's in the playoffs, um, I would say, I would say, look out. Cause I, I think he'll be, I think, I think he'll be fine. I, I just think right now it's just, it's the, it's a combination of a, a slump. It's a slump during some meaningless games. I know they've been chasing the record. I get that. But I mean, as far as playoffs seating goes, it's meaningless. Um, and, and, and I also think there's an element of, like, playing not to get hurt, too. Uh, so I think he'll be fine. I do. Um, I guess we'll see. But his effort his effort won't be questioned in the postseason, that's for sure. So um, I did have one question for you guys, too, before we sign off because we're approaching an hour. Did you happen to – Just ask- one last thing on, on Marshand. Um, sorry, Brian, before you shift gears. No, it's okay. I'm going to bed anyway. See you guys. <laughs> um <laughs> Remember that, you know, Martian was also one of the most vocal, especially like a couple months ago, that all the regular season records don't mean anything. It's all about the cup. And it's possible like he's changed his mind as they've actually approached them. But it's also possible that like he's like, okay, as one of the captains, yes, like I will go along with this and I'll make sure guys are focused and, you know, yeah, make sure we have, you know, a carrot dangling in front of us for us to chase, but internally, like he might still feel like 63 wins isn't really that important. And 132 points isn't really that important. So that like, I also think like that could be part of it where it's like, you know, he still has the playoffs as like his only focus and isn't, you know, like totally getting amped up to, chase down these records unfortunately scott i really don't think i i do think he understands the the importance of the record i i obviously think he would have preferred to not go into the playoffs on a 16 game goalless drought whether that meant breaking a record or not um he had that on he had you know he's carried that weight for a little bit um and yeah, like I said, whether it meant contributing to a team that was going to break a record or just make the playoffs or whatever, he personally has a higher standard for himself than to go that long without a goal. Um, now, did last year, did playoff Marshawn uh, keep the Bruins in games? Yes. Like, he was keeping them in some of those games in that Carolina series. Um, most goals, most assists, most points in that series of any Bruins. So, um there's a lot of reasons why it seems like just personality wise, history wise, it's not going to continue, but it is worth noting that it's his longest drought since his rookie season over 10 years ago. So since before the Bruins won their last cup. So um, we keep an eye on it. And I, I thought maybe Saturday he was going to get that goal. Um, He was coming out firing. Um, At least it seemed like he got the strategy right that game. So uh, I guess we'll see last two games. He's going to, he's not going to be someone who ramps down the intensity. I don't think. So I wanted to ask you guys this before we signed off. We, our debate last, last episode about the goalie rotation. 
gave my opinion. Scott gave his opinion. Bridget gave her opinion. Um, I'm not going to say what their opinions were because my opinion was great with you. (laughs) But I was curious if the former uh, Calder winner and former NHL goaltender you guys talked to on Sunday Skate on WEI, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Welcome for the plug. Um, Thank you. Did he happen to have an opinion on that matter? And if he did, whether it was on air or off air, and and I'm curious if he did, what, what his opinion on that is. I mean, I, th- I think Razor has generally been – he's more in your camp, Brian. Like, he Hell yeah. wouldn't he wouldn't go with a strict rotation, but he he said, like, he expects both to play at, at some point. So, okay. um, yeah, I think that it was one of the first Sunday skates of the season where I actually, like, first pitched this idea, and R- Razor, Razor let me down easy. He was like, well, it's not that crazy, but he's I don't Canadian. think he's going to do it. That's why. Yeah, he's exactly. A nice guy. Yeah. He's a nice guy. Now, Brian, uh, if you wanted yeah. to know the answer, you should have called in, right? Yes, I, I would have, um, mm-hmm. but it was Easter and I was with my family. So. Yeah, 617-779-7937. What's that line from Happy Gilmore? She's like, I would have, but I didn't have any money. <laughs> yeah. And now let's go to the Easter Bunny in Andover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How's it going, guys? First time, long time. Love the show. Um, yeah. Anyway, and okay, so- Scott changed his mind a little bit. No, not changed his mind. He no, still kept his answer, but he seemed to have listened to some of the things we said about Florida um, potentially being a tougher team in the playoffs. I just want to update the standing. I gotta refresh it. But as of right now, when we're recording, it's Pittsburgh that's out of the playoffs. It's Florida and the Islanders both with 91 points, Pittsburgh with 90, and each with two games left in the season. So theoretically, and I know Florida has a tougher schedule, and so that makes them le- least likely of the three to to make the playoffs. But if you think about it, if, if it, like I said, they all have two games left, if each team wins out, it's still Pittsburgh out of the playoffs. So they don't have their fate in their own hands right now. They are looking to watch if Florida or New York loses as well as them having to win the next two games of the season, they have their opponents are bottom of the league opponents. I think they have Chicago, right? Scott, um, they have easy last two games, but they still need both of those other teams to lose at least one game in order to make the playoffs. So their fate is not in their hands right now. Yeah. And I, I said this on Sunday skate, but I feel like that penguins team could have a really awful loss in them. Like the, they were alternating wins and losses and some really bad losses for a while. And now they have played a little better with their backs, like truly up against the wall. Yeah. I, I'm not going to go so far as to predict that they lose. The hockey gods haven't told me that. Like they, they did tell me that. Oh, okay. was. I, do you have them on speed dial? Yeah. Well, they told me that they come to me when they have information that they want me to disseminate to the masses so they came to me sunday God, afternoon a hockey god yeah they, they came to me sunday afternoon and they told me that pasnak was scoring multiple goals i tweeted it out i i'm helping people i told them do with that information what you will if you bet on pasnak scoring multiple goals you made some money and that's because the hockey gods gave me that information so i'm not gonna no. it, they haven't quite told me that the penguins are definitely losing one of these but they're 
I've got I've got a little bit of a, of a feeling that they might they might choke. They're playing Chicago and Columbus. I know it would be really embarrassing. Well, but here's the my point is that they could win out and beat both of those teams and still not make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I know the hockey gods. I've talked to them too. The last time we the last time we talked, I was like I was like I was like God. I was like I was doing a podcast there and and. and a couple of my co-hosts were talking about doing a 50-50 goalie split, and they they just started laughing. They were like, are they serious? I was like, I, I guess so. I don't know. Uh, ask them, I suppose. But um, I actually I actually predicted a Pashnak uh, two-goal game once upon a time to Scott in the playoffs, and he came through with a two-goal game. Like, I think it was against the, uh, the Islanders, maybe. But they end up losing the series, so whatever. Hockey God is real, Bridget. You should, you should pray to the hockey gods. Aren't you both just Nostradamus? I <laughs> know. <laughs> I mean, this is the second time in like two weeks I've had a Pasenak prediction go right. Yeah. So maybe I'm not praying hard enough. I don't know. They don't talk to me. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully they can uh, they can come through and give the Bruins a cup to 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 top off this in every sense of the word historic season that they're having. Because unfortunately, uh, with this record now, the the eyes are solely on that of the Boston Bruins in the world of hockey. Um, well, yeah, speaking but, of which, yeah. do, do you remember who predicted the Bruins to win the cup before the season even started? I mean, I don't. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not. I, I, I might. Not, I might know. I might know. I might not want to say it. Um, I also remember saying I didn't want to say it because I didn't want three Boston Bruins podcast hosts all saying the Bruins are going to win the cup because that would be kind of a, a homer stance. But yeah, I didn't want to yeah, be like fans of reporters. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, did did I talk to the hockey gods before that episode? Eh, yeah, I don't know. The hockey gods are telling me right now to end this podcast because Scott, <laughs> Scott Eagle. I agree. I agree. He, right just, he keeps going. Guy, guy, guy. He must be an absolute genius for predicting that a 60 goal score was going to score a couple. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the ball's on you, Scott. My against, goodness, against the Flyers. Against the Flyers, who literally have been called up by their coach and GM all year about how embarrassing that their effort is. But you know what? Sheesh, you know what? I'm going to have Scott start picking my uh, my scratch tickets because he is on to something. He is on to something. Now, we, 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 Bridget and I won the lottery by having Scott as a part of this podcast. How's that, Scott? I, I uh, agree. You guys don't sure understand did. anything nice about of you. Of course he agrees. <laughs> yeah, he agrees. He always agrees. Often. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, any, anything else to go over? I, I don't know if we had anything else to say. Congrats, Quinnipiac. Congrats to Connor. Oh, yes. Congrats. It feels like yesterday was like a year ago (laughs) that that happened. I was up in the press box with a Quinnipiac game on on my laptop and obviously at the Bruins and just going back and forth. Crazy game. Crazy comeback. I watched the part of it that like the first period that I missed um, this morning. I tried to watch as much of the game as I could. Um because I was catching bits and pieces of it like live because we were at the Bruins, but um, incredible, incredible game by them to come back from trailing twice and score 10 seconds into overtime. Really well-deserved. I, I mean, first of all, Connor Clifton's definitely taking a victory lap right now. He was, they had him on the broadcast talking about it. He is like, there are some guys in the NHL that once they graduate college, never even pay attention to a single thing that their college team did again. Um, Connor Lifton is not one of those people. In fact, some, some have said he's annoying about it (laughs) and he will rub it in other guys' faces when Quinnipiac beats their team. So, uh, good for Connor Clifton. (laughs) Good for 
Quinnipiac. I know Rod Brindamore was at the game. His son is, I believe, the second line center for Quinnipiac. So he got the day off. Um, Carolina did play, but he went down to Tampa Bay to watch his son play, which is great. Um, makes my life easier that an ECAC team won it because next year I have more to talk about. So, and my color commentator is from Quinnipiac, so he can, you know, he'll be more pleasant. Yes, congrats to the Bobcats. Scott, Scott's, Scott's not happy about it. His boys lost. No, BU didn't win nah. it, so. It's okay. Always it's okay, UMass didn't either. It's still, still a very good first year for Jay Pandolfo. True, very true. And right. Lane Hudson's coming back for a sophomore year. So That's, your, that's just your prediction. Uh, I feel pretty good about that. Hockey gods tell you. you ask, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hockey, hockey gods told me. Lane Hudson and Macklin Celebrini. I feel like be... he sold his soul to the hockey gods or something. I just had a religious awakening. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Happy. I mean, it Easter. is Easter after all. So. Happy Easter, Scott. Yeah, we'll have to get Scott. Maybe Bridget. Maybe you can photoshops uh, Photoshop Scott's head onto the Divine Mercy, and that could be his new profile <laughs> picture instead of Scott's pops. There you go. Yeah, I need a halo there. You gotta add a halo. All right, all right, all right. Um, Bridget, get your get your get your hand on that on that dial. Um, thank you all for listening. We will talk to you very soon.